Hello, everybody, and welcome to another rotation podcast. It is me, Ashley, aka Midnight, and Icon on deck tonight. Kingdom is traveling, unfortunately, so he won't be able to join us tonight, but sending him big, good, best vibes. Ooh, that I mean, we had to do that <laughs> this past weekend as well because we had the Minnesota Rocker Home Series. Obviously, we had some fun events over the weekend, and Icon actually traveled all the way from Ohio to Minnesota to come yeah. hang out. And so it was, it was me. It was Icon. It was producer Shannon just in real life, literally doing live streams to get it was so <laughs> awesome. I wish Kingdom could have been there, but hey, here we were. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe next time he'll be able to travel up or like maybe they're like something at champs. I don't know what we'll be able to do, but I'm stoked nonetheless. Uh I'm still like, I guess, riding the the high from the Rocker Home series. Um, you know, in person events were back. So although the Home series itself was online matches and the you know it's still taking place online and it's still kind of like the traditional home series we wanted to make sure that we we're activating here in the twin cities and having a good time with it Ooh, yo what up nick losing in the chat what's up Janu? uh icon <laughs> how is minnesota how how would you rate your minnesota rocker home series experience i guess the only thing that could have made it better was if players were playing on land here right yeah, I, I think definitely would have made it better. But I will say that last, even though, so the last co-stream that we did live from McGovern's when we played Dallas, unfortunately it didn't go our way, but it was still a really good match. I actually went back and I watched just a little bit of that footage and I was actually pretty surprised at how easily you could hear the people in the background. Like when we were talking, like, so I was right side of the desk, you were left side of the desk in person. It was kind of hard to even kind of hear what you were I couldn't saying hear back you. and forth. It was yeah. tough. Yeah, it was tough, but I so I knew it was loud in the place, but I didn't think that people would be able to hear like the crowd behind and when they were chanting and when they were just getting hyped for map wins and stuff like that. But it was really cool. It was cool to like hear the environments in person and then hear it on the playback. I also saw there were a couple comments here and there based off of, you know, what people were saying and how they were cheering in the background. So that was dope um the first coaching that we did quick 3-0 over seattle surge that was like the fastest match of all time that was the first I know. time it, it took like seven times longer to set up the co-stream than it did to do it that day <laughs> yeah absolutely it was like i don't know a 30 minute match and it was over and it was like all right cool now what do we do <laughs> but that was my first time seeing uh version one hq so actually being there in person really dope to walk around see all the cool stuff see all the different you know scrim rooms and vod review places and just the big screen to, to to sit back and watch stuff it was really cool seeing the place so that's kind of how my weekend started off and then of course we had the beer release over at up down and then the second co-stream and then on Saturday, was it Saturday morning? I think it was Saturday morning. Went to Pride and walked around there and saw the booth. So overall, it was just a it was a really sick weekend and it was cool to be out. Thanks for having me. And now we're back here doing what we normally do. Hey, look at us. Look at us. There we were at McGovern's. Yo, Shannon, put that back up real quick. Look at us. Yo, I can't believe Kingdom actually somehow made it in this picture despite not being there. That's so crazy. Yeah, that was us after the second coaster. Look at Zach Halverson in the back. Producer Zach Halverson for that day. Man, he... it was. It's hard to set up a stream remotely. I knew it would be yeah it's it's hard but i'm so glad that it worked out i i did like having the crowd in the background i thought it was really cool 
um i was kind of like i it doesn't mean I, I feel bad because i can't go like watch and like socialize with people but yeah. it still was really cool to just like be at like a live event again man like i'm double vax let's do this bro let me <laughs> feel the rumble of like the cheers or the booze like it was it was just really cool people were turning up and you know that optic versus phase match was so crazy and it went so long and so people were kind of there you know drinking and gave us a little bit more time to get our stream ready so it was just really <laughs> hype right it was just super hype yo big shout out to lawler in the chat lawler also came into town for our events it was amazing to see you bud hey what's um, up yeah it was so cool i wonder if he's still here he said he said just stop it by yeah let's go lawler big big ups in the chat um but man i mean there's so much to kind of unpack from the minnesota rocker home series i'm not quite sure where to start so i'm gonna look at the topics there we go rocker home series review um biggest takeaways for me and i you know i didn't want to bring it up so soon into the podcast but you know i'm gonna and i'm only gonna do it once icon there won't be definitely multiple times where i bring up the fact that i have now passed you in the prediction uh, score right. by five points i am in the lead wow. and I, so listen i didn't do any predictions during super week back when that happened because i was super sick like i'm talking like i was barely like sleeping and eating like i was sick sick so i didn't care about anything but just sleeping and eating and those two things were very difficult so <laughs> i didn't predict they ended up giving me what was it like 55 points or some some type of average points for super week and now my ego is still so like i need to win by at least that amount of points and i don't know if that's possible it's gonna be pretty hard to even win nonetheless like by that many points but two upsets two weeks in a row has me feeling nice bro any comment uh, at this time icon um just wait until next time i talk to producer shannon because just for the record <laughs> we haven't had a single graphic the entire year of the score not one time you take the lead and here we go. Look, we got this nice, pretty graphic showing you on top the leaderboard. So whatever. I love I that. Mean, I love that. That's I perfect. It is. But I will That's say perfect. you did hit on a couple really big upsets. I thought for sure. And I'm so happy that I haven't seen anything out there with my prediction, but I thought for sure there was no way Optic was going to end up winning that matchup over Atlanta and you and kingdom actually both hit on that one so that was a great call and the one before that the previous week you not only picked the upset but you also had the map score with it was la thieves over nysl i believe and that was one where you just figured nysl had been super hot they came off the land where obviously a seam wasn't there so who knows if they would still have the same sort of hype and how they were playing before and they did not and you called it so those were like those were back-to-back -back huge upsets i think those were like 40 points right like 10 points for the upset 10 points for the map so without those i still have a comfortable lead but now we're down to a five point difference so we got to buckle in here for these last couple weeks of predictions gotta spend money to make money or no you gotta not write checks that you can't cash in or <laughs> yeah. no nah, you gotta get don't count your chicks before they hit nah i don't know the same but midnight is in the leaderboard i even <laughs> said refer to myself as a third person like that's how hyped up i am about this i'll it's never do good. that again listen it's not over though and i still i don't i do not feel safe and i feel like things are gonna get a little dicey here at the end of the year i was surprised to see phase like like my hope, and when I, I think when I talked about this prediction last week, like my hope was that, you know, 
Optic was going to play Phase and they're going to be like a little scorned and then Phase is going to pick maps that maybe they're like a little shaky on because that's just what they seem to be doing lately. But then I also made the same point, which did, it totally contradicted my opinion uh, prediction, but I was like, yeah, I bet Phase is going to come in and they're not even going to like pick their bad or weird maps. They're just going to come in and like dominate. So they go into like, you know, stage five majors and then ultimately champs like just dominating like a total confidence, like just total boost for them to go up into champs and then yeah they just picked like maps they were 50 50 on optic came out hot phase is still i think the best team in the league but they weren't that day you know versus optic so shoo i mean i did get a little lucky but also maybe i'm like psychic or something you know you never know you yeah, never that, know that series that series was bizarre i think it was really I don't know, just kind of watching it as a whole, even going back and like watching. So I went back and I watched that map five SND, that standoff SND over so again. Good. And it was like, it was the first time that I, I think I've ever seen somebody like really go after a BZ in the first blood columns. Like you just don't see it very often. Like a BZ is one of those players that has like a 20, 22 or 23, something crazy first blood percentage. Like he's always getting those first bloods and putting them up in like a, in a four V three scenario, they have map control, then they can kind of do whatever they want. And just watching that back envoy absolutely went off. He played super well. The very last round, there was actually two rounds, the very first defensive round that they had and the very last defensive round. So the first round and round 11, both of those, he hit mid map and he was able to hit kind of like a minor flank, give them numbers in the round 11. He was able to stop Arcides planning the bomb to give optic numbers. And you just don't see it very often. It seems like, yeah, simp is always going off, but a is also going off. And I think that's kind of the ticket to beating them. We saw it earlier in the year during the stage two major, when it came to the Toronto ultra Kleenex and Bance had the series kind of of their lives. I mean, they were playing out of their mind. That's how they were able to win that stage two major. And then we saw it just, I know it's just one matchup. It's just one best of five, but Envoy was by far the best player in the lobby. He was like positive, positive 16 or 18 or somewhere in there across all five maps. And if you can do that against the talent that FaZe has at SMG, I, I think that they're, capable of being beat and that's what we saw we've now seen it twice this year even though they're 33 and 5 or whatever but if you can go off from the smg position against them they're beatable but it's tough to do yeah i don't know i just, it's hard to say because we've been talking about optic like all year is like it feels like they're so much better individually than how they sometimes perform or even where they're like placed in the league right now and so and we kind of talked about like, you know, when did they make need to make a change? Why would they do that? What would be worth making a change or not? And they kind of prove like if you kind of kind of stick through it, like you can beat the best teams, you know, on any day. But is that repeatable? I think that's the biggest thing with any team in the league. You know, you do have like your your front runners, your top three or four that are like they're pretty. You could tell they're ahead of the pack for sure. But like, I don't know, it's, it's just wild to me how competitive it could be on any given day and there's a lot of like going up and down and right now i mean new york subliners is is in a down right now too right like they've kind of been a little streaky all year then they looked really good got second in a home series um and then clayster takes a break like he steps down which 
is really concerning, I think, obviously for, for him, I hope he's all right, but all year you kind of saw him start to crack a little bit. Like he's such a passionate guy, you know, good or bad, super passionate. And we'd see him tweet about, you know, having a tough time, like dealing with stuff or like having to, having to do this all again. I think he's even before talked about like how often he's been dropped, right? Like he won, he won doing champs with complexity dropped. Um, went on, did amazing things with Denial, United, United splits up, gets on Empire, win champs, dropped. Um, and now he's, you know, kind of had to rebuild himself. Oh, he was on phase for the longest time too, dropped from them, I think, eventually. Like, it's just crazy how many times he's had to kind of rebuild himself. And it's impressive how he does it every single time. Like, it's so impressive to me. And that's why I've always kind of said, like, he's one of my favorite players because it's no other player has had to do that as much as he has. And it's crazy how well he's done with it. But it's got to take a toll, especially with the pandemic and everything. I just, I don't know. I hope he's all right. I'm wondering if this means, like, he's just taking a break for, like, a week and then you'll be at LAN or maybe he's taking LAN off. And then if he does that, depending on how New York looks, like, does he come back for champs? It's going to be kind of like, it's a big question mark until we actually see it develop more. No one really, I guess, knows except for him. And maybe he doesn't even know right now, like, how long he won't play. Um, what's kind of your thoughts on that? Do you think it's, is it, it's good to take a break? Always, for sure, if you're feeling the burn. But, like, at this time of year, like, what's what would be the best strategy for him to kind of come back in, you think, if he's going to? Yeah, first off, I, I think that there's something about playing online COD. Even, you know, after our last LAN that was in person, I know his team wasn't there for them or whatever, but it seemed like he was okay in the LAN, and he came back and playing online COD. Like, he just, you can tell, right? Like, if you look at subliners roster as a whole you wouldn't necessarily say oh yeah they can compete with atlanta they can compete with toronto like from top to bottom they're great players but they just they don't have multiple mvp candidates really i mean they have the capability of playing at that level but they just don't it's just not what you expect to get game in game out from that roster so what makes them go is in between maps and in between rounds and you know it's the end of an s d round and they cut to the cameras or whatever and you see clay like hyping up his teammates calling out strats like with a ton of energy and stuff like that's what makes new york able to compete with those top two three four five teams in the league and as of late basically the entirety of this stage five he hasn't really had that demeanor. And I've I've noticed like if you're watching SD, you can go back and you can watch the VODs, but if they go down 01 or 1-2 or 2-3 in terms of certain SD rounds and they cut to like the player cams, you can just see that he didn't have the same excitement. And if it's not there, if he's not providing that to this New York squad, I think that they're gonna have a tough time competing with these top eight teams that are there and have qualified for playoffs. So I, to me personally, they have one more week of group play here. I think it's probably as good a time as ever to, I mean, let's just put it out there, grinding for one more week, how much is it really gonna affect where you're at heading into stage five playoffs or heading into champs? Like these guys have been doing this over and over and heck, if you think about Optic, 
it's it's basically like now this stage they've started streaming more playing valorant playing different games there was a time during stage three where stage two stage three both of those where they were even optic said okay we're not streaming anymore we're just going to grind and watch vods and that's what we're going to do and it might have been the time period this season where they struggled the most so now that it seems like they're back to streaming and having a bit of fun they come out and they beat phase and they're playing the best that they've played all year they're three and oh in group a probably going to end up five and oh and win that group and i think that's partially maybe what clay is trying to do with new york i know that he's not streaming and playing other games and stuff like that but i think it's online cod grinding another week really isn't going to help their cause at all so i think taking a step back and just say okay let's take a step back let's get ready for stage five major and see where we end up when it comes times for champs the only thing that could be a negative surrounding this is just the fact that at the beginning of stage five toronto dallas and new york were all within like 10 points of that second seed and i think at this point new york has realized they're probably not going to get that two seed unless they were somehow able to go into the stage five major and actually win the stage five major because right now they've fallen 30 points behind dallas 35 points behind toronto so they're probably not going to get that two seed that was one of the storylines that I was watching because whoever gets that two seed ends up getting that first round winner's bracket by. So like it, it's it's a really big jump there. It's super important to get that two seed if you're in contention to do that. So I think, again, with that mixed in, they realize they're probably not going to get that two seed. Just go ahead, take a step back, take a deep breath, get ready for champs, and then go into the grind again once that comes up. Yeah, I hope I just hope the break like really like refuels Clay. So he deserves to to play at champs and have an impact on the team. And I definitely agree. Like I've been watching Clay get hyped, like I said, like good or bad, like positive or negative. Like he's either really happy or really freaking pissed and upset. And seeing that kind of spark gone a little bit, that's you know, that's definitely concerning because that's just not really who he is. He's definitely you know he's that dude and i just wonder now with diamond con kind of having to sub in 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 that position like who's the leader on that team it's got to be a seam right like they're all so young you have um you have hydra you got a seam you got diamond con and you've got mac i don't know who's like that voice who's that leader yeah. that's you know in in the game chat so i i mean you're looking at it, they're what oh and three right now like they could potentially go oh and five in the group i don't yeah. know like who do they play this weekend do we know sorry for putting you on the spot um i'm not sure off the top of my head they have to play paris and then atlanta ah okay sheesh and, <laughs> hey and, paris got a dub right Dang. yeah that was a big upset they had over la thieves so that could be a tough one right shoot i mean i don't even know like it's it feels like this the time of the year, like everything's kind of settled, right? In terms of placements. I mean, there's definitely still some maneuvering. And uh, are we able to look at the standing, Shannon? Rocker is ahead by how much over LA Thieves in Florida right now? 20, oh my gosh. LA Thieves and Florida Mutineers tied for seventh with 200. Rocker at 220. God dang, bro. It's, I mean, <laughs> for those of you guys that don't know, if you do not get in the top six, when you go to champs, 
you start in the loser's bracket. That is not where you want to be, dude, at all. With that amount of pressure and not being able to have just one series loss, you know, you have to come out absolutely gunning. Like, that's so tough. And then you have such a long road to get into that that upper bracket and, and obviously to win champ. So, like, it's looking rough, man. It's but but still like very achievable you know it's super achievable to to kind of stay ahead here mm -hmm. and yeah looking at new york now who was like just a mere like three weeks ago was basically tied in with toronto ultra dallas empire for that second place spot they just yeah i mean it's smart right if you're gonna do it if you have to do it if, if you've got to take a break which i think is it's good to do it's good to make sure that you take care of your mental health first above all else it's got to have it's probably this is the best time for it to happen i just hope play bounces back and he's all right um man what else came out recently uh i thought we had mvps wait oh i have one more thing guys i wanted to wait till the middle so that there was like some people here to kind of make this little announcement all right now icon and i producer shannon everybody involved had an amazing time at the co-stream and mcgovern's on sunday but with that being said we are going to actually stop doing the co-stream so no more will there be a rocker stream on match days on this channel where we are showing the gameplay and talking in between the rounds what we think will be um kind of a better show and just a better time for you guys is you know we're still going to do the rotation every tuesday night 7 30 central but then we're also going to be doing a pre-show and the pre-show will be live you will still be able to interact with us and say what's up and we'll respond we'll probably actually respond more than we ever did during the co-streams because we were so busy watching the matches at the time and we didn't mm -hmm. you know we weren't really on screen the whole time so now what it's going to be is a pre-show that starts at 1 30 central uh every thursday before a cdl weekend we'll be breaking down rocker uh we've got a cool a couple cool segments that'll be up and uh yeah we're gonna we're basically turning the co-stream into a pre-show that way it's always on at the same you know time if you know cdl is coming up that weekend then you know there's a co-stream on the rocker youtube at 2 30 on thursday so i hope you guys join us for that that would be awesome um i'm excited for it i think it'll ultimately like i will miss like watching the games and whatnot with icon but with how many like in-person watch parties are coming up and how many um you know just i think cooler opportunities that the a pre-show could offer us like with cool segments integrating more content and kind of maybe like we even have guests and make it make it like zhuzh it up a little bit you know <laughs> you know anyway yeah. uh just wanted to let you guys know about that we're really excited about it so we'll see you guys at on thursday at 2 30. uh rocker doesn't play until saturday at 3 30 i believe let me check that that is true that's true <laughs> that is true let's go Oh, friendly reminder, everybody, I am now in the lead on prediction points. All right. Sorry, I'm not mad about that. Um, look, looking at the MVP list. So MVP, uh, what do you call it? I can't think of the word, bro. Like candidates? Yes, thank you. And MVP candidates came out today? Or was it yesterday? It was very recently. A couple, uh, yeah, something like that. So this is, and I wondered like who voted this. Was it, it well, it must not have been fans because there are no Optic members. Um, but but I, I don't know who, probably like the, the league or the coaches, maybe, I don't know. Maybe the league does it. I'm not sure, but the MVP candidates are Simp, Shotzi, Celium, Abizi, Cami. That's pretty crazy that literally three out of four players in the top five MVP players are 
from FaZe. And I honestly wonder if Arsenis is a little upset. And it's Cammy <laughs> yeah. over him. I don't know. I'm just joking. But I mean, Cammy's been playing absolutely insane. Like he's lights out. It's insane uh, how much of an impact he has for Toronto. So, like, what do you think, Icon? Did they nail these five? Like, are these the five that you would have picked? Who are the five that you would have picked? Uh, I'd love to kind of know, like, your take on this MVP list. Is it accurate? And then I guess, like, I would love to know, like, who you think deserves it as of right now. Yeah, I don't know. I think if you look at this list, I'm not sure there's anybody that's not deserving to be on the list. I don't think I would take somebody off except for maybe Shotzi because it seems like the first couple stages, how many times like on this podcast or whatever have we said, Dallas is not performing how they should be performing. Where is Shotzi? Like, I know he was last season's MVP, but he just, for the first couple stages, he was not putting up the numbers. He was not having the same impact for Dallas that he had a year ago. Now, with that said, as of late, I think he's back to where he was before. He's in that MVP caliber form. And it's probably the biggest reason him mixed with Vivid. I think that's a really dangerous duo there. And I think him playing back to the way he was playing last year, and the synergy that he has with Vivid, I think that's what's propelling them and why they've seemed to turn things around a bit. So I think that obviously right now he deserves to be there, but I am kind of surprised. Now, again, there's 48 players in the league, right? So you can't have an MVP potential candidate list with 10 people. I mean, you can't have a quarter of the people in like an MVP candidate list. So you have to pick five. But of course, there's others that come to mind. The biggest one for me is probably Insight. I know he wasn't with Toronto the entire year. And we said it on this podcast, we said it a bunch that when they dropped Methods, the big thing out there was no Zinni, no Winnie, right? Like that was what everybody was saying. I was saying it for weeks. <laughs> yeah. And then Insight comes in and literally as soon as they picked him up, they win the stage two major and he's probably him and cammy both have probably been two of the top three or four main ars that we've had this entire year so i don't know if it's a thing where like he wasn't playing the entire year he was brought on halfway through or whatever but i think his name probably deserves to be on this list somewhere you could also make an argument for maybe somebody like dashy i know there were times there were stages where Optic hasn't been playing up to their standards and their fan standards and where everybody thinks that they should be playing, but there's no doubt about it. He's been their most consistent player. And let's not like, it's not like Optic is the ninth best team in the league. If they win one more match, they're back to being the fourth best team in the league. They're going to end up top four by the time champs rolls around. They're going to leapfrog New York. So I think Dashy has been their most consistent player. If you look at overall stats, like if you look at kills per 10 minutes in hard point or any of those metrics, Dashy's usually the one that's highest from their roster. So I could see Dashy there. And then other than that, I don't know. I think that there's probably a pretty decent gap from like the top seven or eight to those underneath. Like you can look at, for example, the impact that Standy has had on rockers roster overall like as soon as it was again it was during stage two and i don't know if that's something that plays into it but 
as soon as that move was made during stage two, we had lost to Paris and Florida. We were 0-2 in groups. We still had Optic in Dallas in front of us. There was no way we were going to make the stage two major in winner's bracket. Standy comes up, puts a 1.52 on the board overall against Optic. We win the next three matches, and we end up winning that group during stage two. It was like nobody had... Nobody envisioned that coming true. So I think Standy has had a really huge impact. But when you look at Abizi and Simp and Cami, obviously Standy has had a massive impact, but they're just not might not be as big of a sample size as what some of these other guys do. So I don't I don't have a ton of arguments. I think Shotzi played pretty poor, at least not up to his standards the first couple stages. So that's probably the one that surprises me the most. But other than that. I don't know if you could have any arguments with anybody else. Um, anybody I didn't mention that maybe you would see on there? Um, I mean, I definitely agree that these five guys deserve to be in the MVP running. I think they all have like a really like just super strong impact on their team. I could, I would be like not surprised or taken aback if it was insight in for Cami. Although I just, I mean, the two of them together are why Toronto I think has has really like turned it around and you know done so well this season i would maybe and this is just maybe i'm delusional okay let me just rock for a sec but scumping for shotzi would i'd be cool with that i think he has been okay. cracked this year dashing too i mean he's played really well but i just feel like scump has such impactful plays when he's playing well um i mean you could say the same about every member on optic though uh, and you could almost say that about most a lot of players in the league, right? If they're like on top of it, you know, playing really well, they're they're the winning factor for the team. But that's why these guys, I think, are up here because they've not only been able to do that, but they've been able to do that extremely consistently. Um, I'm gonna. Do you want to pick an MVP? Is that like a jinx? Or Ooh. I'm gonna sure. like of these five players, my MVP. It's for me. It's between Simpatibizi. I do think that Simp has just so much. He's not only is he just absolutely cracked, but he he's so smart in the way that he plays. Like you can tell his progression over the last couple of years. He he plays a little. He play he knows when to play slow and when to play fast. I think that's super important. And him and Abizi together are literally terrified. Um, <laughs> but Abizi to me just is what takes Phase past like the next. Like they're at the top. They're at the tippy top of the mountain, and they're only halfway up till a BZ comes and just skyrockets them into space like a billionaire, okay? Like, the guy's just nuts. His first blood percentage and how often he gets those and even sometimes doesn't really get traded. Like, he just does it. He's pushing the pace, and I just, every time we spectate him during league matches, I'm like, geez, dude, like, I don't I literally don't understand. Yeah. I've been playing Call of Duty since 2008, okay? Yes, I just <laughs> aged myself. I don't understand how he plays the way he does and how he just does it so seemingly effortlessly. effortlessly. I think it's amazing. So, I don't know. My pick would be a BZ from this list. Or, okay. uh, you know, my cat Simba is also the MVP too. So, <laughs> yeah. who do you got, Icon? Who do you pick? I think, without a doubt, it has to be somebody from Atlanta, right? I mean, they're 33-5. Oh, sure. They've lost five matches the entire year. If you give the MVP to anybody else, I feel like that is an absolute crime. But I just, I don't know. I think ever since he showed up on E-United, I think Sims the best player in the world. I think he's going to be the greatest of all time. Like when you talk about 
championships and winnings and how much he wins and what he does on the map i just feel like it's already a foregone conclusion to me that simp is going to be that player after this year he's probably going to have two rings and when you look at how long like crim has been along the scene and he's only got three and after this year i mean anything can happen right toronto can pop off we've seen even in the last week we've seen that optic can beat atlanta but overall I just feel like who's going to beat them over the course of a champs weekend. So for me, it's simp. I feel like if I was starting a team tomorrow and I had the first pick in a fantasy draft, I'm picking simp. I feel like just the way that he plays the game, how smart he is. And one of the best things that he does, he hasn't even been able to do this year. Like one of the, one of, if you just take all of black ops four as a whole and you pick out one clip that sniping clip that he had on E United was like the play from that year. And it was like his first or second tournament as a pro. It's just like him sniping. He hasn't been able to do this, do that this year. He's the best in the game at that. You run an AR, run an SMG. He can do it all. So for me, I think it probably has to be simp, even though I do agree. Like if it comes down to certain map fives or there's different round 11s, if you're Atlanta, you look to a BZ to be that playmaker. I agree a thousand percent. Like, hey, let's do this strat. Let's be aggressive. A BZ, go do your thing. Win us the map. I think that's what he does, and I think that's what he's capable of. But overall, I just feel like when it comes to making in-game calls, I know Arcides does a ton of that, but the time that Sim puts in, how versatile he is, what he's able to do. For me, my MVP is Simp but it definitely has to be somebody from Atlanta. If it's anybody else, I'm going to be pretty furious. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, like, who's voting? Like, if it, is it, like, you know, peers and coaches within CDL, or is it... Uh, wait, okay, dumb question. Do the fans pick the MVP in the NFL? Who picks them? I think there is, like, a portion of it that's a fan vote, but in the NFL, like, in traditional sports, it's, like, every sports writer has a vote and personalities what? stuff like that. that yeah that's yeah, so cool. like yeah different press members and stuff like that everybody has an mvp vote all right i vote standy <laughs> let's go standy for mvp next year maybe next year we'll, next we'll year for up. sure let's go next year's our year hey this year could still be our year okay we're going to champs we've clinched it just gotta make sure we get in that winner's bracket and vibe out speaking of making sure uh or sorry let me not skip ahead here uh cdl point stage five playoffs champs outlook let's talk a little bit about that just because i kind of brought it up here a little bit i didn't know we looked at the standings earlier but um what are the biggest like seeding implications from the current standings that that you can see and then also like depending on how things go this weekend uh or even i guess at stage five majors like what are the biggest swings that can happen uh i mean obviously florida scary uh you know second and third fighting it out uh even f yeah like what what's like to come you think with some of these upcoming matches in terms of champ seeding yeah a lot of this i'm looking at like who ha who still has a a tough road in front of them and how many points can they potentially get or who can leapfrog somebody else? So looking at this, that two seed is super important. And I know that it's 
there's a lot more that's going to go into it than just these upcoming matches. You could have a disaster weekend and show up in the stage five major. And what happens this upcoming week just would not matter based on, you know, what you do in that stage five major. But obviously you look at Toronto and they right now are three and in group B, the group that we're in. But this weekend they have to play Florida who looks like one of the best teams in the game right now. What they did to Dallas was a little bit frightening because, again, any time that they're clicking on all cylinders, and you could say that about a lot of these top eight squads, you could say that against LA Thieves. I mean, we've seen what they've done this stage too, but especially Florida, just because they have, if not the best, maybe the second, maybe the third best main AR flex combo in Awakening and Skies. I mean, what those dudes do on a map, it's it's very seldom that they get shown up and they put up like a 0.7 for a series and they get blown out. It just, it just doesn't happen. So if you're Toronto, you have a five-point CDL lead and your first match is against Florida. We'll see what happens. Of course, I'll wait for predictions here. But then your second match is against Dallas. So that's a head-to-head match. That match in and of itself could end up deciding who ends up, at least at the end of group play for Stage 5, who's in that second spot. When it comes to New York, they have, and it's weird to even say this, but New York has two pretty tough matchups. Obviously, they still have to play Atlanta on Sunday. That is a super tough matchup. And they're going to play Paris. And Paris just looked like a completely different squad against LA Thieves. I mean, that that match against LA Thieves really wasn't all that close at all. And if you're looking, that NYSL is playing with a sub. Clayster's not there. Who's going to do all those intangible things that Clay does? I mean, that could be a tough matchup too. And with them only having a 10-point lead on Optic, Optic has to play London and LA Thieves. You got to figure those are, it's pretty likely that those are both wins for them. So I could see Optic leapfrogging here. Now, again, it doesn't matter too much, right? Because the first and the second seed is super important. You get that first round by in terms of the winner's bracket. But after that, three, four, five, and six are all starting in the same area of that bracket. So And, and you're talking about champs, right? Not stage five? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about okay. champs. Got it. But just like, so that's one of those reasons why, like right now, if you're New York, you're not going to get passed up by Rocker or Mutineers or LADs. Like the, the distance there is too much. I mean, they've got a 90 point lead over us who's closest. That's probably not going to happen. I don't even know if statistically, if it's possible, it might be if, if like Minnesota absolutely went off. But if you're in that range, if you're third, fourth, fifth, or sixth, you're starting in the same tier for champs. So Ultimately, what does it really matter? So I'm looking there at Optic probably ends up leapfrogging New York. And then the story that we've been waiting for is we have a 20-point lead on Florida. Florida right now is 3-0 in our groups. Again, we talked about that first matchup already when it came to Toronto. They have a tough matchup with Toronto. I cannot wait to see what happens there because last time we saw Florida, like I said earlier, against Dallas, they were lights out. They looked really good. So I'll be interested to see if they can hang with Toronto, especially from the SMG position. But then it comes down to that matchup on Saturday. So if they beat Toronto, they'll be 10 CDL points behind us, and we play them on Saturday. And it seems (laughs) to me... Even though Florida's 3-0, I think that they'll probably end up losing to Toronto, which will put them at 3-1. Right now, we're 2-2. Two two. 
So the winner of that matchup could be the third team that makes it into winner's bracket. So there is a ton of weight on that Saturday matchup. Yeah, are you able to give me like a little explain like a five? So we're two and one, right? In the groups. We're two and two. We have one more match. Yo, what? Man, (laughs) I was there. I was literally watching all of these (laughs) with you and I can't remember our record. So we're two and two. We need to be three and two to make it into winners. But what else needs to happen? Even if we get three and two, there's a possibility if we that we don't make it. Like if we beat Florida, but who would who would need to like win for us to not get into winners bracket for stage well, five? Right now, Florida's three and zero, oh. so we need Toronto to beat Florida so that Florida's three and one, and then we need to beat Florida so we're both three and two, but we would have the head to head because we beat Florida. Oh man! So if so, wait. If Toronto doesn't beat Florida, it wouldn't matter what happens in our match. That just ruined my night, Icon. What? <laughs> why'd you have to say that? What? Are you serious? Come on, Toronto. Hey, listen. I talk a lot of shit about Toronto and their squirrels and how south they are of us. <laughs> but I am the biggest Toronto Ultra fan this week. Let's freaking go! I will uh, ultra as fuck. Let's go. <laughs> I will say the only other thing that can happen right now, Dallas is two and one. So if we beat Florida and it's probably not going to happen, but if Dallas goes oh and two this weekend, they would be two and three. We would be three and two. But I don't think Dallas is going to lose to Seattle. They're probably going to lose to Toronto, but Come they're probably on, not going to lose to Let's Seattle. Let's fucking go, <laughs> Seattle Surge. You guys are the best. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, when I look at this right now, like total implications, it's just like I'm looking at the standings and seeing what's the difference between like second and third. Where are we at? How close is Florida? Is Chicago going to leapfrog New York? Like to me, those are the most important things. And we've got one more week of group matches. So a lot of that could be determined here in the next week or so. Yeah, I mean, looking at it, I definitely have anxiety. Like, I thought LA Thieves were like, those were going to be, that's the team that we got to watch out for. They're trying to nip at our ankles here as we're we're trying to get into the winner's bracket finish line, if you will, for champs. And now we have two teams to worry about because they're freaking tied. So I'm going to be going cross-eyed every weekend, looking at the, <laughs> looking at who's playing who. Obviously, stage five uh, will indicate so much. And I'm so glad that it's on LAN again where you know a lot of these implications are played at the highest and fairest level in front of fans what Let's in Arlington go. Texas I won't be up that at that event but definitely if you're in the area you should go I highly recommend going to a Call of Duty event they're so fun the crowd gets into it and it's just it's just good it's just a good vibe man it's just a good vibe speaking of good vibes if you take a look at the predictions here uh you know i am in first (sighs) place i'm so sorry i'm the worst i'm the worst loser and i'm the worst winner and i'm not even one yet i've not won i'm just talking shit i'm so sorry you better not put that graphic up put it up shannon come (laughs) on producer shannon who do you love more (laughs) probably (laughs) i if i come back i'm gonna tweet that photo of me being up every single day <laughs> True. That's valid. I would do the same. Uh, but but speaking of predictions, I mean, this could. There's some implications here this week. I mean, not not really for, for Kingdom. Sorry, Kingdom. Unless I mean, unless Kingdom just goes crazy, and then unless he goes crazy at stage five, like he could like catch up a little bit. But 
Yeah, we're neck and neck, five points from each other in prediction points. Let's look at the matches for this weekend and get into it. I'm even going to predict first. Man, nah, uh, we, we can we can rotate. You go yeah, Thursday. Yeah, we'll rotate. We'll yeah. rotate. Yeah, we'll go. What do you do by by day? Yeah, you, you go do? Thursday. I'll go Friday. Okay, fair enough. Thursday, New York Subliners versus Paris Lejeune and uh, Chicago Optic versus London Royal Ravens. It's Legion, by the way. I just I I love. Doesn't doesn't it seem like it should be Lejeune? It makes me happy when know. you say that. It sounds so stupid. That's why I say it. <laughs> it's just making me look dumb, but I don't care. Uh, so New York Subliners versus Paris Legion. Dude, I'm gonna go crazy. I mean, maybe this isn't crazy because, like, New York Subliners. I don't. I don't think you would think that they would, you know, lose the, or they would have a problem beating Paris Legion like two weeks ago. Um, I think it will be tough for them. But I mean, New York has been so streaky all year, and now they don't have Big Daddy Clay on the <laughs> mic hyping them up, telling them what to do, educating, guiding. But I do think you're going to see people step up. You're going to see Asim and Max step up. And then obviously the the younger guys, Hydra and Diamond Con. I think they're going to be able to help uh, help that team get a win versus Paris Legion. So I got New York Subliners taking out Paris 3-1. to one. I could be wrong, though, because New York Subliners have not looked good this stage at all. So who knows? Um, Chicago Optic versus London. Who did London beat that they were fired up about? Was it New York? I think it was New York. Yeah, I'm okay. pretty sure you're right. Well, they're about to get humbled by Optic. It's going to be <laughs> bad. I think Optic's going to 3-0 them. Um, I don't know. I feel like once Optic gets into a little bit of a groove, like sometimes they'll get so into a groove that it seems like they'll stop trying. But right now, like it's the end of the year. They're in a groove. Like They're not getting out of that thing. They're slamming their foot on the pedal. And I think they'll take out London pretty easily. So what do you, who you got what, and, and why and how and all that? Yeah, so this Paris versus NYSL, it's, it's an interesting matchup just because when you saw LA Thieves play NYSL, that really wasn't close at all. That was a pretty big upset at the time. And then Paris just made LA Thieves look silly. I mean, Aqua went off. Scraps played unbelievably well in that series. And I just feel like, with Zaptius, with Temp, they've found a roster where they can be a bit better. Even when Zaptius was on London, that's when London was making their streak and then they made their roster move. And now they're just slowly but surely getting back to that level they were at. Um, this is nine versus four. Is this considered an upset pick? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I think Producer Paris Shannon, what this. do you think? Producer Shannon's also the referee. Uh, we'll or upset. Well, maybe her in chat will decide. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, New York Subliners is weakened, but remember, we don't do upset picks by power rankings. We do it by standings. We've kind of set that precedent already. So I would say, yeah, it's an upset if Paris All wins. Right. All right. All right. Shannon says upset approved. I'm going to go 3-1 Paris here. I just, I, I don't know. I think New York is Yo, if struggling. If you freaking win, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> New York is 0-3 this stage. I don't know. It seems like they should win this matchup, but... I'm going to go Paris. I think that they're feeling themselves right now. And then Optic versus London. There's no way I'm picking this as an upset. I'm going to go Optic also. Actually, I'll be shocked if if there's any maps this weekend that Optic lose. I think that they're flying high right now. And I think, again, anytime you get towards the end of the season, that's when you want to be playing your best COD. And I think that's what Optic's doing right now. But I'm going to go 3-0. You know, 3-0 Optic over London. So. 
Wait, did I say three over three one? I don't remember. <laughs> Me neither. Shannon, what did I say? I think I said three oh as well. All right. All right. I'm on the Friday, that. couple at least there well, I don't know. There's one big matchup here. We got Toronto versus Florida and then Dallas versus Seattle. So first one here, Toronto versus Florida. Florida's one of those squads that they just scare me. I mean, they're tough. If they show up, we haven't seen it like consistently. It's like once here, they show up and they beat Dallas. And then once there, they show up and they beat us, right? We haven't seen them really do it throughout the entirety of the stage, but it is possible that this is that stage for them. I just don't think it'll be against Toronto. Both of those squads are three and oh, we did have a tiny bit of success against Toronto in that map one hard point when we played on this stage. Um, so I, I guess there is a lane there for Florida to beat Toronto, but I just think Toronto is uh, Toronto reminds me a lot of Atlanta, obviously not quite as high of a ceiling, but they're super consistent. You always know what you're going to get out of those four players and very rarely do they not show up in a big time match. So I'm going to go Toronto here. I'll say three, one, I think they probably finish it on that hard point respawn. So three, one Toronto. And then Dallas versus Seattle. Our match against Seattle was the fastest match in the history of Call of Duty. I think it'll probably be similar. So I'll say 3-0 Dallas here. I think, yeah, those are pretty good calls. I think, you know, because we do need Toronto Ultra to win this weekend, and I want to manifest that for them, as I have done with all of my predictions recently, right? I can't, I'm so sorry. I'm the worst. I would hate me. I would hate me so much if I were you. And if I was listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I will win with grace if I do win, though. I don't think I'm going to win, so I'm just taking my moments right now. Uh, so <laughs> Toronto Ultra versus Florida Mutineers. I think Toronto Ultra will win uh, 3-1. They might, they might drop the hard point, but they'll be okay. They'll figure it out. They always do. And even if it does go to Game 5, I think they'll win that. But, yeah, I mean, Florida's been looking nasty. Neptune, like, Florida's... What have we always said about Florida? Their ARs are so good. If they can just find, like, a competent sub or sub-duo, then not even just competent, like, just, like, you know get there get there with the pace a little bit they're gonna be nasty they're starting to get nasty neptune's coming to his own it's scary i don't want to think about it and they are just behind us by 20 points in the standing so let's go toronto walter let's go uh dallas empire versus seattle surge i feel bad for surge it's their home series but it, they are in chalksville right now they did not look very good against us at all. And then we proceeded to lose to Dallas Empire. So I think Dallas Empire will quickly 3-0 surge here. Copycat. Um, I can get into Saturday here. So Paris Legion versus London Royal Ravens. I do love always watching these two teams play. Um, I don't know who's going to win this, right? Like, Because London, they you know they didn't look as good as they did with Zaptius. And they, they made like a two-person change after like starting to kind of get some momentum, which was super weird. But they are, like you said, starting to claw their way back into like you know being a little scary at times mm -hmm. um but paris i mean yeah they're they're coming off that big win versus la thieves i do think they they'll probably lose to subliners so they're gonna come in like hot i think i think they're gonna come in hot to london Royal ravens you like how i just put another one of my predictions into this prediction i'm like i swear <laughs> dude i got the crystal ball uh now nah, yeah i think paris has got it three to two it's gonna be close it's gonna okay. be exciting Minnesota Rocker versus Florida Mutineers. Man, I hope this match matters a lot on on Saturday. If if Florida loses to Toronto on Friday, I believe the winner of this match gets winner's bracket in stage five. Is that right, Icon? That's right, right? Heck yeah. Are you, yeah. You're sure? You look like 
You're not all the way there. <laughs> you're there. You're there. If we if they lose to Toronto and we beat them, winners yes. bracket ballers. Okay. Yes. That's a lot of pressure, but I think we can step up to the plate. You know, we have been losing to the really good teams recently, which you know sucks because I really do feel like Rocker's been like you know steadily improving ever since kind of Major Maniac came back on board. Like you can tell that they're getting better each time they play. Um, but they just still can't like fully handle the the super super rocking teams, um, which which is tough. But I'm gonna say because we have to win it, we will. We don't have a great history of doing that, uh, but maybe this is the weekend we can change it around, man. I'm gonna go three two rocker over Florida, maybe even a three one if Standy and Attach come out spicy. Priest is beaming. Hmm. Mike is getting like aces and clutches and search. It'll be crazy. If they're all doing that, I think that's that's what I hope happens, and I guess what I'm gonna predict. Um, Optic Chicago versus LA Thieves, always fun to watch these teams play. You've got the Hector versus Nate Shot rivalry, and then you've got like definitely a down bad LA Thieves team. Like they've had an insane year, and now they've who'd they lose to again? They lost to Paris and NYSL. And my yes, no they. They beat NYSL. That's the upset that you got over me. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. I'm all mixed up, dude. There's been so much Call of Duty and so much happening recently that I can't, like, I'm not nailing my matchups that are recent. They all <laughs> play each other so many times as well. It gets a little confusing. I know. Um, dude, yeah. I mean, Optic, like I said, uh, for Thursday's prediction, I think Optic is going to just, their foot, foot to the floor, baby, pedal to the metal. Optic 3-1. Let's give LA Thieves a map so they don't leave or whatever uh no i'm just kidding but yeah i think optic 3-1 is is what makes sense to me what do you think all right so as i was just kind of watching all of these play out i'm gonna pick paris over london i think that paris is just the better squad right now i think that they're pretty close i don't think that this will be a beat down by any means i'll say 3-1 paris but if my predictions are true then paris could end up in the winner's bracket out of group a because right now LA Thieves is two and two. I don't think LA Thieves is going to beat Optic, so they're going to be two and three. And if Paris beats NYSL and they beat London, they have three wins. They're going to make winners bracket out of Group A. I don't know. It's it's weird to think about. So I do think Paris is going to win this matchup three one. And then we have Rocker versus Mutineers, and I think that this could either solidify your lead or I think it could flip because just looking at the track record for the entirety of this year, we have not beaten Florida. We haven't even come close. When it comes to map count, we are one in six against Florida. The only map that we've won has been a control, and that was raid control. And that's not even one of our best control maps. Well, it's our second best control map, but it seems like Garrison is where we're trending right now. So I look at this matchup. I said it, it when Florida played Toronto. I think Florida is super scary, especially the way that Havoc played this last week. So I think Florida probably clutches up in that map five. I'm going to go three two Florida here, but I think this is going to be a great series. I think it's going to go back and forth. I think it's going to go map five. I could see it be a map five round 10, round 11, somewhere in there. Unless if that map five is Miami. Hey, uh, hey. <laughs> that could hey. be a different outcome. Yeah. I'm going to go Florida here, partially because I got to make up this lead. And then Optic versus LA Thieves. Um, 
LA Thieves is dangerous, even though they just got smoked by Paris, which was, I don't know, I, I didn't expect that at all. Actually, I, I finished watching that match right before um, we went to, I think it was, I think it was to Updown. I think it was that day. I finished that match and then I left. But when it comes when it comes to this match, it just depends on what LA Thieves are you gonna get. You're gonna get the LA Thieves that comes out and looks really good against New York, or the one that lays an egg against Paris. Um, but in my mind, I think either way, Optic wins. I was just trying to see like how close is it gonna be. I'll say 3-0 here. I think Optic comes out. I just I don't see it in LA Thieves. I think that they're capable of beating anybody, but so many things have to go right for that to happen. So I'll go 3-0 Optic. I really think Optic is feeling themselves here, which brings us to Sunday. And I'll go first here because you went first on Saturday. So Sunday, LAG versus Seattle. I think LAG is the worst squad in the CDL right now. I mean, it's it's tough to say, but every time they play, they're not getting the production they need from their SMGs. Mental seems like he's going to need more time to get up to par. And how can you blame him? I mean, he's had like, three matches or whatever. I mean, it takes longer than that to really get in the swing of things, especially when you only have the top 48 players in the world. So I think Seattle wins this. I'll say 3-1. I think the S&D probably goes to LAG. Atlanta versus New York. This is going to be a hot 3-0. I would not want to play Atlanta this weekend. I think that they're going to be trying to right the ship. I think it's going to be ugly. I could see a 100-point club in the hard point. So 3-0 Atlanta, and then another big matchup, Dallas versus Toronto. For Dallas, huh, I don't know. I mean, they it's always so inconsistent, right? It's like one time they'll play, like, for example, against us, and they look great. And then when it came to Florida, it just didn't look like they could hang against the Mutineers. And it's just like, which Dallas are you going to get? I still think that Toronto's the better squad. And there's this... There's always this thing where if it goes to the control, Toronto's probably not going to win a control. They went like 16 and 0 over a course of 16 matches in control. They're just, they're disgusting at control. So you're probably not going to beat them on map three. And they're the second best SD squad in the game outside of Atlanta. So if you're playing the statistics here, they're probably going to win map three. They're disgusting at hard point. They're the second best S and D team. Like, where are you going to find the wins that you need? The only team that can really stack up to them statistically is Atlanta. I just, I don't know. I just don't see Dallas able to do it. At least, not online. Of course, we know what happened when they played in the Stage Four Major on land, but online, I just think it's a different story. So I'll go. I'll sure. I'll say it goes Map Five, but I think Toronto clutches up. So three two Toronto to end. Group play for the year. This would be it. Oh, dude, it is really, yeah, it is the last group play week of the year. It is. Yes, dude. Oh, I just got so excited <laughs> when you said that. Let's go. I'm hype, baby. I love the previous dude. LAG versus Seattle Surge. This is the matchup I've been waiting for, baby. 11th, 12th, fight. Let's go. <laughs> Who's the worst? Who's the best of the worst? Let's find out funny. on Sunday, man. Listen, Delusional Midnight coming out. Also, fangirl of Mental Midnight coming out. He's just such a good guy. Mental's a good guy. Uh-oh. I don't think he's in the proper system. I don't know what's going on with Gorillas. I think Silly and Assault are better than they've shown. Same with Apathy. I'm not sure what the problem is over there. But I think they're going to figure it out. 
by Sunday when they play <laughs> Surge. I think Surge is just so like they play so isolated and for themselves, which at this point, like, do you blame them? No. LAG, come on, man. This this is your okay. time. Don't be the worst. I'm predicting LAG 3-2 over Seattle Surge, even at their own home series. I'm sorry, Surge. And you know what, Surge? This is for all the times I did predict you guys to win, and you didn't. And I'm sure now that I haven't, <laughs> you will win. So, frick. Um, Atlanta Phase versus New York Subliners, 3-0, no contest. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Dallas Empire versus Toronto Ultra. My goodness. I think, yeah, safe to say these two teams are already in. Well, actually, no, because if Dallas loses to Surge somehow and then loses to Toronto Ultra, they could potentially not make the winner's bracket for Stage 5, but I just don't see that happening. Um, so anyway, I do think, yeah, I think this match on Sunday will be stacked. Dallas Empire versus Toronto for some some better seeding at Stage 5 Major. Um, I do think Ultra is the better team. Uh, so yeah, I'm a big ultra fan this week and I, we need them to beat Florida and I think they'll beat Dallas empire three to one. So that's, okay. that's where I'm at with it. Probably Dallas empire will win now that I have the leads and predictions, you know, it's probably just <laughs> what's going to happen. Dang, I'm putting this bad juju out in the world. I need to stop. Listen, it's probably not going to happen. I got this. I so, get a big head over five points, bro. Have you seen me? <laughs> have you seen my ego? I so can't even we, fit it on screen today. We had, I believe three different matchups there where we were different so map counts a lot of the map counts were different but there was the paris nysl you picked nysl i took paris there was the rocker mutineers you took rocker i took mutineers Ooh. and then the seattle surge lag matchup i took seattle you took lag so Oh boy, this could either There's gonna this will make or break either of us, I think. I mean, obviously <laughs> stage five well, because oh no, we do do the stage five like tournament predictions like day after day. So we'll still yep. get a bunch of points on the line during the tournament, but yeah, this is the last like swing week, dude. This is a big deal for our prediction race. Uh I hope Kingdom does still predict. I do want to see what he thinks and who he <laughs> thinks he's going to come out on top or not, but yeah, man, I I'm ex I love that we've tracked them from day 1. Shout out producer Shannon. Yeah, Dude, it was so awesome to no see doubt. both of you up in Minnesota for the home series this past weekend. It was amazing. It was Yo, Agreed. Shannon, show the picture one more time if you can. Look at us. Look at us at McGovern's in in St. Paul at the Rocker Watch Party. Sorry, Shannon. I just cued her and she wasn't. There we go. My bad, Shannon. I cued you. You weren't ready. Yo, look at Kingdom in the back. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. We That's didn't Photoshop picture. him in at all. He looks hyped to be there, bro. Nah, but yeah, that's the rotation crew right there. We'll be back next Tuesday night, 7.30 p.m. Central Time, as always. Hopefully, Kingdom will be back. And I went, now that it's like the end of the year, man, I want to have like, let's get some lit guests. Like, let's get a player on or something, especially around Champs. That would be so cool. I'm going to talk to the guys about doing that. Who do we, do you, do you have a preference for a player? Rocker player? Whoever. Bring them on. Whoever. Bring them on. All right. The next time you will see us, guys, is, I mean, definitely the rotation will be back Tuesday night, 730 Central, like I said. But the next time you'll see Icon and I will be for the Minnesota Rocker pre-show. It's going to be a good time Thursday, 2.30 p.m. Sorry, 1.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, about a half hour before the CDL stream starts. We'll be chatting more about Stage 5, the matchups, get more into the nitty-gritty, and show you guys some cool content along the way. So thank you so much for watching. I hope you guys enjoyed, and we'll catch you next time.